Hello and welcome to Swapping Joysticks, uh, the greatest place for video game introspection. Is that the right word? Introspection? Is that know. what we're going with? I will. We'll, we will. Why not? Uh, but welcome. Yeah, hopefully. I hope everybody can hear us this time. I've managed to fiddle with some knobs uh, and then I was also adjusting the compressor and hopefully it sounds better. I mean, it is a word. I don't know if, if it's the right word. But uh, yeah, welcome. I'm Ben Ostwick, otherwise known as Biggest Benus on the old uh, Twitch. And the soon-to-be unverified on Twitter... <laughs> Ed Nightingale. What's going on with the hair? I edited this hair today. Okay, fine. fine. See, see, people can't tolerate this hair like that. Apparently it was awful. It was disgusting, said Moni. Oh. Yeah, I'm not official, and and I'm not paying for a blue tick, so I guess that's going at some point. Uh, yeah. Well, I did see that, like, a member of Parliament, Chris Bryant, he got his verified thing. Is it verified, or what's it called? Is it verified? I don't know anymore. Yeah, verified thing, and then they took it away. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know what is going on there, or how people are getting that. It's just like, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous, and I'm 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 not paying. I re absolutely refuse to pay. It doesn't it it doesn't mean that much to me. No, no. Would you not like? But you know, you are famous on the old Twitter. I I, I don't think so. You are. I don't <clears> think. Yeah, Ed underscore Knights. You I don't have a number one I at the end of it. I don't think you are. But anyway, yeah. Let us know how the sound is as well because we are testing out a one mic setup this time, but with added boost so hopefully if it sounds good Gemma how dare you suggest exuberant activities pre-podcast we did have a shower together <laughs> to save on uh, water but there was no it's in and out I mean oh no <laughs> in the shower and out the shower yeah but well it was <laughs> what <laughs> God. It's like being up in Yorkshire where you have to share baths together. <laughs> There's none of that. <coughs> He's gone purple now. <laughs> also, uh, no, Ed's still... I think Ed is still um, coming down from the terrifying activity that happened before. So I got... Right. Also, also, it's this lighting. I don't know what you've done with this lighting. I'm blaming that. Nothing with the lighting. You've definitely made the lighting go weird. It's not the lighting. I think I'd always look like this. Anyway, it was it was it was a shower because I had been playing Beat Saber, so I probably have a red line across here from yeah, the VR. That's it. But yeah, that's, no, I so that's I, what this is. I came home making the right rackets, opening the door and stuff, and I came in and Ed was playing. He was dancing to Lizzo Beat Saber, uh, flailing his little wrists around, and uh, I just stood there enjoying the enjoying the view, admiring it, and. Thought, oh, he probably hasn't realised I'm home yet. Or if he has, he's probably, you know, he probably heard it. But you didn't say hello, hello, or anything like that. Because you did not make a sound. I did. I was clanking the keys. That door is really heavy. It's got like eight locks, nine locks on it. Um, it's true, it does. Do you notice that? You know, there's the, like the four in the middle. There's like four at the bottom as well. And like one at the top. Oh, I didn't tell everyone. Yeah. If you want to break in, you have to put a card oh, <laughs> right shush. in here. But yeah, so I got in and then while you were playing Beat Saber, I stood very close next to you and you took your headset off 
turned around, saw me, and would you like to make the noise that you did? No, but, <laughs> okay, from my point of view, okay, I'm in VR, I'm playing Beat Saber, I'm having a lovely time dancing to Lizzo, and also The weekend, which is great, everyone should go download it, um, having a great time dancing away in my own little world, can't hear a thing, and I had finished the song, I thought, oh, I'll just double check the time, took the headset off, and to the left of me is this figure... Semi in the dark. I wasn't semi. I was fully erect. <laughs> who said absolutely nothing, just staring at me completely still like a fucking serial killer. <laughs> and I shat myself. <laughs> oh, it was great. Honestly, he also, he also had like two screams. He went, <laughs> and then I screamed and then I screamed again because one scream was not enough. Yeah. yeah. And then cowered on the sofa went, do not touch me. Uh, <laughs> literally. Because my heart was like, literally, I thought I was about to get stabbed. <laughs> and then we went in the shower and no, that didn't happen. I do need to, I wasn't expecting you. I honestly, if I was, if I'd known you were going to react like that, I would have recorded it because next time I will, I promise. <laughs> honestly, it was too much. Mm. Don't ever do that again. I, next, I will never, ever do that again without recording it. I promise. <laughs> oh, it was brilliant. Uh, but yeah, the, the, I've been told to uh, give you some... Who was it that uh, told me to give you some ice cream to make... You know, I mean, that will literally make you shit yourself, won't it? I mean, that will, yeah. Yeah. But I, I take that. I like a bit of ice cream. Yeah. But I, I don't, because I have to clean up after you. I have to go clear the skid marks off the back of the toilet's... You know, basin. It's like Lewis Hamilton's been uh, racing around there. You are revolting and an awful liar. <laughs> Just aim for the water. If you get the water, it doesn't leave a stain down the back. It's quite hard to aim when you're sat down. We'll just leave the hole above the water. It doesn't always come out vertically, though, does it? Does it not? <laughs> Depends. Is this when does anyway. poo come, is this when does poo come out at an angle? Is that a thing? I've no, I didn't realize that. Anyway, yeah, apparently that that was, uh, yeah, that was when I said yesterday that loud noises scare me, and then you went and terrified me on Friday night. <sighs> no, I mean I I'm looking for people to money. I'm looking for people to back me up here. I thought poo just came out. Well, no, it, it depends on the, the force and the consistency. It might come out at a different angle. I mean, yeah, you get like old splatter gun sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, how has your week been, Ed? Um, fine. <laughs> fine, yeah. Shut yourself at all? I, well, I shut myself earlier today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks to you. Um, but otherwise, no, no, no shitting of self. Um, all is fine. Um, by the way, Moon Princess says that this is the third day in a row where I've been in a stream where we talked about taking a shit. Was Mon has Money been streaming the last two days? <laughs> I think I talked about it briefly yesterday. Oh, yeah, that sounds yeah. like you. I mean, Lovely. You know, as you do. Yeah, standard. What have you done the last week? What have we been up to? Or what have you been up to the last week? Well, we went to see Strictly on Saturday. <gasps> oh, yeah. Tell the listeners about Strictly Come Dancing. I came. It was glorious. We both went. Um, yes. No, it's uh, it's super fun. It's really fun to go watch a TV show being filmed. Mm. 
And it's it's interesting when you watch it on TV and then you go to the studio and you like the the sort of perspective is weird. Mm. Um, like the actual dance floor is smaller than you think it is, but then the actual audience area is massive. So it looked like I mean, we had incredible seats. We were right behind Tess Daly, who is the one of the presenters. Yeah, we were literally... married to Vernon Kay, but we don't judge her by her choice in men. No. Um, and w- where we were sat, we were directly behind her in every single shot. Um, but we were actually sort of three rows from the front down the side. But just from perspective, it looked like we were right right behind her. Yeah. Um, so just an amazing view. And it was really, really fun just to watch those hot people be sexy on a dance floor. Yeah, I mean, we turned up and because we were told to get there between like three, well, was it like 3.40? No. 4.45 and 5. 4.45 and 5. And we we're like, you sure? Like, not before? Like, no, no, no. Come in at that time. And apparently that was the time that people came in who were like friends of producers or production. Uh, like, like us. Like us, yeah. We're the cool people. We're the, yeah, because one of the producers comes around to watch Formula One with us. So we went and yeah, we got in there. And I didn't realize there were people in the audience that had been queuing since like 3 a.m. Yep. Like they queue up for nearly 24 hours to get seats and then they get shoved right to the top. And we saunter in like an hour and a half before, or even that was like an hour before uh, they started filming certain things that get shown later. Um, and we, yeah, we got uh, like given the best seats. I literally can't think of any better seats. Yeah. Like there, there were none. Because there were some people behind the judges and they look really close on the TV, but actually they're quite far back. And then they'd have to look past the judges and then they can't even see what's happening on the dance floor. So, yeah, we just had fantastic seats. And apparently, yeah, we were... Well, we actually watched it live back, didn't we? And we were on... We sat and watched ourselves. We were pretty much... Yeah, we didn't really care about anything else. We're like, you know, we, oh, look, there's you. There's you. There's, there's us. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. But, yeah, we watched that. They recorded... Uh, there was a recording with Tom Brennan. Brennan? Grennan? Grennan. Brennan. He was actually That's in... It's not announced yet. Is it? No, because no, that's not. That was filmed early. But that wasn't for Strictly. That was for another thing. <laughs> um, but I thought that one was. Yeah, that one. There's no. No, it's not showing for like three weeks. Well, everybody else will say that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, definitely didn't uh, see anything like that. Then we saw. A, oh, I don't like that guy. That Luke Evans. Yeah. No, not for you. No, he he, he's, he's a, he had a lovely voice. He's clean shaven and a roll neck. He just screams Tory. I don't know. I just... He's not... I mean, he's Welsh, but sure. You can have Welsh Tories and draw T. Davis. Yeah, I just didn't really... I just don't like him. Yeah, Matt like Hancock. He, is, he just screams Matt Hancock. <laughs> no, I don't... He just... I don't like a roll neck. The gay actor Luke Evans, indeed. Yeah. Um, from Beauty and the Beast and loads of other films I can't think of. Um... But yeah, he has an album out and he sang um, The Gaston, indeed. And he didn't sing that. He sang uh, Bridge Over Troubled Water. And it was it was lovely. It was like well sung, but oh my God, it just screams week five of American Idol or X Factor with Eoan Quigg singing. Gosh. Here is Eogan Quigg singing Bridge Over Troubled Water. And Simon Cowell's like, oh, yes, it was very good. And, You're a harsh critic. I just, I hate those songs like that one, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. No. Go on there and perform a song that's new. Helios, I appreciate his Speedo Beach picks. Ben does not, but I do. No, I don't care. I don't care about him. And he <laughs> seemed to just really a bit 
you know, turn up, sing a song and run off. Well, that's that's all they do. It's about the dancing. Yeah. Anyway, we had a lovely time. Yeah. Thank you to my friend Gina. Yes, thank you, Gina. And afterwards we went, we got taken by one of the professional dancers to the after party. (laughs) Well, yes, it was the star bar. Star Um, bar. But there weren't many stars in there. But we did get to meet um, Flirt East and Vito. (gasps) Which I was equally excited about meeting both of them. Of course. Yeah. Vito has a very, very firm handshake. Mm. 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 He has muscles in every part of his body. I bet. Especially in his fingers. (laughs) And it was really nice. He was like asking, I think he, yeah, he asked where we were. And I said, where? And he was like, who? (laughs) I was like, it's very kind of him to ask, but I don't think he had any idea. Um, He was the one with the butt. It is, it is the blue tick. It was the final uh, the final thing that that blue yep. tick... It's the last thing I get. He got. No, yeah, because of the his friend, or our friend. Um, your friend, but she's lovely. And we're... Yeah, it's friend. And we then... Yeah, and then we chatted to Fleur East, and I told her that I had voted for her in the X Factor like 15 years ago. Which I'm sure made her feel really young and fresh. She was like, oh... And she was like, well, round two. Ah. <laughs> uh, Vito from Strictly was dancing a waltz and wore white pants, and he had an incredible butt. He def- Vito Coppola, at Cop- on uh, on on Insta. That's C O double P O L A. Wait, how long was when was Fleur in X Factor? I mean, it was not fifteen years. You are definitely exaggerating. Yeah. It was literally as um um. She was in X Factor. Living it up in the city. We got nothing we stand around. Got to kiss my dad. Twenty fourteen. Got there. Okay. Wait. Um, oh no. Two thousand. Two thousand and five. As part of Addictive Ladies. Yes, that's true. There you go. But um, yeah, but she was also Uptown Funk. That's what I was thinking. Uptown Funk. Yes, because that was the year that um, that that song came out, and she sang it on oh. X Factor, like when it had just come out, and. It was like, that was part of the reason it kind of blew up in the UK. Because she'd sung it on X Factor. But she was also, um, yeah, it was in 2014. She was in as a solo artist. So that was only eight years ago. Well, I'm glad I didn't tell it was 15 years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well done. Yeah. And then I, fought, then I crop dusted her. You what? I crop dusted her. Because what? We went to, we were standing at a bus stop. Oh, you farted on her at the bus stop. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I had a really bad belly because I had not eaten anything for ages. So my stomach was like, Rah! and then, and I had a bad stomach the whole day. It was awful. Um, I had to take a shit in a port outside the, in the Strictly uh, things. And then, um, so I was at the uh, bus. Yeah, we're back on shit. Yeah, yeah. Then I was at the bus stop, did a massive fart. And it stunk. And then just as that as that was there lingering, like about a few seconds later, Fleur East walked past, which I didn't realise it was her. And her boyfriend just walked through. Walked through my fart. Uh, my fart cloud. <laughs> Is this making the podcast, says Liz? Yeah, I mean, yes. I don't do any editing. I mean, I do. I just put the little song at the beginning and that's it. Swapping fart sticks. <laughs> Don't smell that theme, cafe. It Don't is. Don't smell it. <laughs> I smell a theme for today. Yeah, it's gone off. Cheesy says, just think a piece of you is now in her. <laughs> Went in her nose. Oh. 
Dream. So yeah, that was a real. Then we finally got home at like two a.m. and have a McDonald's. And we did have a McDonald's. Ed ate a McDonald's. That is the biggest shock of the week. <laughs> Ed ate eighteen Look, McNuggets. Needs must. <laughs> eighteen McNuggets he had. Yeah. Nothing else. He was like, just get me nuggets. I was like, do you want like a drink or a fries? That nuggets. <laughs> I just want nuggets. I like, okay. So got him some 18 nuggets. Uh, oh dear. McNuggets. Yeah. I blasted a few McNuggets uh, on Flurries. <laughs> the, the other two couldn't fit cheesy. It was a pack of, it was a box of, t- of 20. And I, I got, I got a fair way through, but I couldn't fit any more in. No. He can only fit 17 in or 18 in. Ah, I do a hundred nugget challenge. Yeah. Only 18. What a quit. I know. Then I had two cold, soggy nuggets the following day while I was, uh, well, no, I wasn't hungover because I didn't drink anything, but I was, no, just tired. Just very, very tired. Oh, anyway. So video games, (laughs) we can now reveal that we've been playing God of War for a couple of weeks, haven't we? We have. Should we talk about other stuff and then we can get on that? Well, I, do you think people might not want to hear about God of War first? Well, they do, so therefore we can keep them waiting. I I respect them too much. All right. What did you think of God of War then? It's all right, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I... I, I'll just preface this by saying um, we're not going to talk about any spoilers. We're not going to talk about any story bits. This is just general thoughts. And also, neither of us have finished it yet we're only about halfway through um we've been playing it for a couple of weeks um but we're at a similar point although i've played more i've just done more of the side content than you yeah i've just gone mainlining it and i'm playing this on easy mode and there was some kind there was like a side mission that i started fighting and this thing were just kicked my ass i had to go into story mode and even in story mode it took me like four goes to kill it Really pissing me off. That's why you should do the side content and level up. Yeah, because my health bar is like probably about half the size of yours. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll... And we are going to be doing a quick look of God of War afterwards. So if you are interested and want to see what the opening act is like, we're going to be doing that and um, posting it to YouTube, YouTube. Uh, but yeah, so what do you think of... Well, let's talk about the... Good things. What, what would you give it a score out of 10? Oh, we're going straight in for a score. Straight in for a we? score, yeah. Out of 10, I... Now, okay, bear in mind, obviously, neither of us have finished it. I That's would why, yeah. probably give it an 8 out of 10. Hmm. And you know what? I was going to say the same. Really? Yeah. Why? What do you think I was going to give it? I don't know. Just You're copying me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say 8. Because, <laughs> I mean, there are definitely things that annoy me, but it's a very good game. And anybody that, like, some people say, oh, it's just, you know, DLC from the first one. It isn't. The story, I'm not going to spoil it, but it feels fully fleshed out. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not DLC. Mm-mm. It is definitely more of the same. It is, it is a PS4 game on a PS5. And it's out on PS4 as well. You can go play on PS4. So I don't think it runs very well. And I haven't tested that. And I imagine my PS4 launched model would probably explode if I tried to play it. <laughs> yeah. Um but it is even the game design is like a PS4 game. Um so anyone who's played it you'll notice there are lots of moments where Kratos is like sidling through a small gap or crawling under something or something or there's a little cutscene of jumping over a log or something like that. 
whenever that happens, that's the game loading in the background. So it's really clever for a PS4 era game how they managed to create this entire world without any loading screens. Um, but you don't need to do that anymore because a PS5 can load super quick. Um, but the, the world design still is like that, which kind of makes it feel a little bit dated. Yeah. Because um, sometimes the worst bit is like, so they have the, is it the life tree that you wait and you, you know, to that you were running around until you go to the next level? Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil. Why do you, how do you know that? It's the world tree. I just, I know Norse mythology. Okay. Oh, well. La di da. I read one book on it. <laughs> yeah. Was it the Stephen Fry one? No, it was okay. um, Neil Gaiman. Oh, is it? It's a very good book. You should read it. Okay. Well, Idrasil or whatever his name is. Um, the, the tree that you run around. So when you go from one world to another, you go through like a portal into a, like a tree branch and you're running around this tree branch until it's kind of loaded up the next level and then you go and enter through the uh through the door that just magically appears on the on the tree branch and the annoying thing is that obviously that's there for the ps4 to load in the background but while you're doing that to make it seem less of a, like a laborious just running around it's there's some speech or there's some people talking but it's kind of really kind of banal stuff it's nothing really important maybe they're just recapping what's happened but you just, when you realize that that's what's happening, it's like, well, I'm on a PS5. Why can't I just go straight to the world that I'm meaning, that I'm wanting to? And I know that it's fully loaded, whatever it is in the background, but I've just got to wait for this kind of annoying speech that you can't skip to, you know, to go through before I can actually get to the next part. So like, yeah, those type of things. And when you're, the amount of times you're having to crawl through a couple of rocks and taking quite a while to get there because you know that your PS4 friends are going to be waiting for it to, to load in the background. So yeah, there is a, quite a lot of that that you and now you notice it. The first time was great on God of War when I played it on the PS4 Pro. It was great, you know. There was no loading screens. All of this was really clever. But yeah, like you said, now it's not really needed. So it's just it just stretches things out a bit. Yeah, it. I will say it is refreshing to be playing a linear action game. I feel like linear has become a bit of a bad word. Because so many games now, they're like, oh, we need to make an open world game. And you get something like Elden Ring that's just huge and overwhelming for a lot of people. Um, and it's great to explore, but sometimes you just really want to focus in on a good story game. And this is very much a linear action game. Yeah. There are moments where it branches out, but for the most part, it is very much just a linear game. Like the first one. Um, it's a continuation. And I really like that. It's really refreshing to be playing that. Like I say, some of the game design feels a little bit last gen, I guess. Um, but it's really nice to be playing a game that just gives you essentially a thrill ride. Um, in, in some ways, it reminds me of Uncharted in that it is sort of jumping around different worlds uh, for different story beats with big set pieces and bosses and stuff that you defeat. Um, and and it's it's like a thrill ride of a roller coaster, ups and downs. Um, and, and it's sort of always keeping you on your toes, um, I, which I really like. Yeah, I would give it a bit more than Uncharted. Than, I don't think it's super, super linear in that way. Like once you, if you just stick to the main story, yeah, absolutely. But if you're like me now, and I'm sure you have as well, once you've cleared an area, once you've finished, um, once you've been to this random world or a mission area and you've completed the main story, you're free to kind of wander around, do all these side missions. You can explore pretty much like, 
the remaining 75% of the map, which has just then magically op uh, opened up to you. So having all of that and having challenges as well. I mean, I've not been as challenged playing a game, an open world-ish game like that since uh, Phoenix Immortals Rising, which has some fantastic um, open world puzzles, which I feel like God of War has copied uh, from. You can pipe down. <laughs> you can absolutely pipe I do down. I do enjoy the puzzles, although sometimes I'm like, I kind of want to rush through the story a little bit, but part of me is thinking, I've spent 45 minutes just trying to work out how to get the second light off this chest. Um, so maybe, I mean, I'm sure that's a, a, a brain thing for me that's, uh, that's holding me back. But now I've started, now the game's out and I'm not wanting to kind of rush through the story. Um, I'm going back and doing a few of these things, although I'm not going to try and 100% every area because that would just take forever. That would take forever. I, I really like the puzzles. It's lots of mechanical kind of puzzles um, that you do have to use your brain a little bit, but none of them are particularly challenging. Um, but it's just, they're just very satisfying to play through. The story is um, essentially kind of Norse mythology soap opera. It's kind of, yeah. you know, all the gods are a big family and they all love and hate each other. And you just kind of get swept up in the middle of it. And and I'm not going to say anything more on the story, but it's kind of just fairly frothy, so proper-y, but a nice take on Norse mythology. Um, you know, the, the characters that people think they know and love, this is a bit of a different take on them, which I which I really appreciate. Um, it looks stunning as well, even... Yeah. Even though, as we've said, it's a PS4 game on a PS5, it genuinely looks stunning. Um, the art design is incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, my main gripe with it, and the main reason that it's an 8, not a 10, partly is that sort of older design thinking. Um, it's not really doing anything new. It's just doing... A, it's just a really fun, well-made action game. Um one of the biggest gripes that has come up in reviews, which I do agree with, is the pacing of it. Um, and sometimes that's because um, there are just slower moments in the story that I think go on a little bit too long. Um, as I said, it's a roller coaster. There are peaks and troughs. Some of the troughs are a little bit long, I personally think. Yeah. Um, I think one, one thing when I was, we were going, you go to a, I'm not going to explain what it really is, but like underground area. And as you're traveling under it, you see so many of these different areas and all have areas that have like some chests or some walkway. And you're like, oh, I guess I'm going to be making my way all the way through here eventually. And yeah, lo and behold, you're there for like a good hour or so just doing the main story. So it's like I, you can you can tell they certainly have certain some areas and you go, OK, I'm going to be here a while. And it, it does like drain you a little bit. Well, the other thing is this whole idea of the single shot so this was kind of really built up in the first game where, as we said, there are no loading screens. So the whole thing is just one continuous shot the entire game, which is very clever. And when you realize that they're doing it, you can see how they do it and how they piece that together. And that's really clever at, at, in terms of game design and really well done. Um, but the downside to that is that unless the level design is circular, and so when you go into an area, you sort of work your way around and you end up coming back to where you were, you know that if you're going through an area, if it's completely linear, you get to the end of it and then it's right, this has happened and now I know I've got to go all the way back again. When some games would just cut and take you back to, 
I don't know, say Mass Effect, you finish a planet and then you just go back to your to your ship and off you go. Whereas in this, because it's that continuous shot, you know that you've then got to turn around and go all the way back the way you came. And sometimes it's not quite the same. They throw in extra enemies, things like that, fine. But that kind of means it ends up feeling a bit padded out when it could be a bit snappier and a bit pacier. Um, I do feel like they have crammed in a lot, even in the half game that we've played so far, they have crammed in a lot of stuff. Um, I think the developers talked about this being a trilogy and then decided they didn't want to keep people waiting. So they decided to just make it two games. Um, So that's why this is the second game in the sort of Norse pairing. But there is a lot in this game. They have really crammed in a lot. And if and if you love Norse mythology and you love the previous God of War games, there is a lot to just completely immerse yourself in and revel in, and that's amazing. Um, it, this isn't going to change your mind if you didn't like the previous one either. No. Um, it's more it's, of the same in that way, but they have mm. tweaked certain things and made it a little bit better. Um, it's I just think like it's a, a better game overall. Yeah, it's just a... It's, they've improved everything that God of War did, the original God of War did, well, the, the PS4 one, but I don't know... They ha- well, I haven't experienced anything at the moment that's hugely different. No. They've added some things, which is like, okay, that's cool. I'm not sure how much I love it, but um, there's nothing, there's no kind of reinventing the wheel at all, like the first game did. Yeah. But it's incredibly well made. And I would say that, you know, if anyone has bought a PS5 and you want a good game to play on it, absolutely buy God of War Ragnarok. Mm. Like, you will not be disappointed. I, I... I don't think anyone would be disappointed by it. There are some people who maybe won't be as wild as others, but I don't think anyone would be disappointed by it. It is absolutely brilliant. But also play the first one first, 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, play it quite re- and play it quite recently because I didn't. And there was like they keep referring to things and I'm like, I, I don't remember that. Don't remember that. There is a recap you can watch. There's a little cinematic, but it doesn't quite go into enough detail to really remember. No, I mean, it's very, very brief. Um, and then you're still faced with loads of characters from the first game and you're like, I think I remember you. What were you? Were you the one that was there making armor? And yeah, like you can't quite remember. There's also a, a new character, which I haven't seen. I've only seen once. That's been, It's been in the materials. People are posting it all over Twitter. The, the, the squirrel or the beaver. The squirrel. The squirrel. It's not in the previous game, no. No, no, but I like, I mean, if people have posted it all over Twitter, it's, it's part of the marketing. It's not like a spoiler to say it exists. But that was very, uh, very cute. Yeah. There's a cute squirrel. 10 there out of 10. is a cute squirrel. <laughs> and I just, I saw that and I thought, oh, I guess they're going to sell that. <laughs> they're going to make little cuddly toys out of the Maybe. squirrel. Maybe. Oh, lovely bit of squirrel. Um, what do you think of the customization? Because that's definitely had a bit of a, an upgrade, so to say. Well, there's there was a lot of customization in the previous game, and there's even more of it this time, which feels a little bit fiddly mm. and a bit unnecessary because there's just so many options. Um, you have different types of armor that you can put on. You can then ha- add different upgrades to your to your weapons. Um, so there's a lot that you can tweak and customize. It's the the the, the non- impact of it isn't immediately clear. I would say. Yeah, it's not. I just get a bit frustrated because, yeah, you you upgrade. You've got your shield, you've got your axe, and you've got your blades, and you can add a knob to your. Well, your you have to a pommel. A pom- there is a knob. It's called like the the knob, like a blacksmith's knob. You can add to your. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Or, with an N O B. Um, 
But yeah, like some of them are called knobs, some of them are called pummels. But then you upgrade those as well, don't you? See so that you can upgrade the axe, you can also upgrade the knob. Then there's the uh, or the pummel. Then you've got the blades that have got another couple of things that you can upgrade. Then there's the shield that you can upgrade. But then you've also got like an outer part of a shield. But then you can also replace it with a high level shield. But then you use a different, you know. But then you're keeping the same outer part of the shield on your new shield, and it. And then you've got your skill trees, which are interesting. But I'm pretty sure I unlock so many of these moves and use maybe about ten percent of them. But the more that you use. You can there if you use a certain move a load of times, you can then unlock an elemental damage or extra damage or whatever, like a special bonus on that move when every time you do it, which is quite useful for for me who just does the same one pretty much again and again. It's just it, there's just there, I like all the customization and I like that they've added all this craftable stuff, but it's it just makes me like it makes my head hurt and I'm like I, I'm it's not kind of just stuff. To it's unnecessary. Do. Yeah, it's just stuff to do to give you something to do. It's nowhere near as bad as Horizon. I'll say that much. Um, mm. Horizon Forbidden West gives you so many different weapons and upgrades and God knows what, and most of it is absolutely terrible um, and unnecessary. This is nowhere near that bad. It's just giving you extra stuff. Mm. Um, and in terms of options as well, we have to mention the accessibility options. There are, I can't remember the final number, but there are so so many accessibility options in this. Um, a lot of which can actually kind of change the game quite a bit. Um, there's there's an option where you can um, add in extra checkpoints to bosses to make it slightly easier. Um, or there are things where you don't have to press a button to pick up collectibles on the floor. There's one. That's where... what I did with um, The Last of Us. Oh, it made my life so much easier. Yep. <laughs> there's one where you can just push forward and you don't have to press a button to leap over ledges. Um, where it's like, well, why, why isn't that just the control screen and scheme anyway? Like that would be wow. a lot easier. Um, so there are, it's a game, there are a lot of different accessibility options. Um, a lot of those around controls, a lot of them around audio options and subtitles, and you can completely change all the colors to make things like different colors and more visible if you want. There are so many accessibility options. Um, they need an accessibility option for dumb down menus because honestly going through the abilities your armor like you've got a, a skill tree for you've got three skill trees for each weapon yeah so your weapon has got three skill trees then you've you unlock skill trees for other characters little spoiler there but like if you're playing as another character you unlock their skill trees for their different weapons as well it just gets too much. You've got like XP. For it's not that bad. Oh, I just, it's like, I'm not, I don't want to be, it's like, well, I've, I'm using, I've got this so much XP that this, that my Kratos has got. And I'm like, now do I do it on the ranged part of his axe or shall I go on the melee part of the blades or shall I go on, it just. Just randomly select options and press buttons. See, but that's I don't, I don't like do. doing that. I like to know what I'm supposed to be going yeah, for. I don't like randomly adding shit. <laughs> it's, no, that I, and then it's like, oh, you've unlocked this thing, this part. This amulet that you can now attach to various things, and I've no idea what the amulets do. Well, you have to slot different abilities into the amulet, but you have to repair the amulet so you don't just get loads of abilities at once. Oh, see, it's just conf it's confusing. I'll, I'll help you. Don't worry. It is confusing. I'll show. We'll show you on the quick look later. But I mean, we're gonna. Sh I mean, maybe I'll show you a later save, but just looking at the menu 
so you can just see how how annoying it gets. Sure. Um, but yeah, it is it is absolutely the game of the moment, and it's yeah. it's brilliant. If you own a PlayStation, go go play it. You it absolutely has our joint recommendation. I would it say it does. Go play it, but um, just put it on easy, so you don't need to faff around with all the customization and skill trees and all that. So there we go. Yes, I think we are we are good with spoiler God of War. end of spoilers. Yeah. Well, well, there weren't really too many spoilers anyway. No. No, actually, no. It's it's very general chat, but we'll we'll maybe talk more spoilery stuff later when we play it. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Um. So, have you been playing any other games? And we'll this see week? whether Kratos gets his arm back. <laughs> that is bullshit. <laughs> have you played anything else this week, man? I have. Why don't you tell us about it? Oh, you want me to? Yeah. Sure. I've been playing. I played five minutes. Of a game. A whole five minutes. Yeah, my second one. Uh, of a game called Marvel Snap. Oh. It's, it's fine. I've, I've just done uh, the tutorial and... <laughs> I played five minutes. It's fine. It's fine. A great review. I man. will give you more information about that next week, but I've heard really good things about it, so I downloaded it, played a couple of games. I'm getting kind of Witcher, or Gwent vibes. Not from the Witcher, the, the Gwent... Separate card, card game. game as the separate one with the, yeah, with, yeah, so you put down, you have six turns and you place down cards each turn. You have a certain number of power. So you every turn you get one extra power. Um, and some cards can only be put down with like three powers. And some can only be put down with five. So you can only do that in the final two rounds. Um, and then you place them in three areas and they've all got different powers, all got different, like, extra bonuses blah 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 um I'm confused already yeah you, it's, you just need to play it to find out but it's it's fun and you upgrade your cards visually um and as you upgrade them visually with like a well so far i've made them like uncommon and then rare frames so their frames turn from green to blue and as you upgrade the cards visually you unlock other cards so that is how they are unlocked there is a battle pass. Um, Did you buy it? Not yet, but I probably will because I am enjoying it. I enjoy a card game. And I think this might be the card game that I finally play a little bit more than 10 hours like I did with Gwent. Oh, more than five minutes. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to play some more. I even played a bit uh, before dinner today. You scowled at me to finish my game quickly because my pasta was going cold. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, other than that, I have been playing Persona 5 on the Switch in Ooh. handheld mode. And how does that run? It runs very well. Yeah, there are bits, I mean, where you it doesn't look incredible because obviously it is in handheld mode and there's like your little character far away in the distance. So obviously it's just a few pixels. But it's other than that, I mean, it's running beautifully. I'm just trying to whiz through the first dungeon because I've done it like four times and it's driving me a bit insane. How, how far through are you now? I've just... Uh, got to the bit where somebody jumped somewhere and splattered, but she's actually okay. I do not remember. I I played it like five years ago. There's a girl that now. jumps off the top of the school building because she's been bullied by the gym teacher. Oh yes, okay. Yeah, so we're about to go in and start making our way through the first dungeon properly. Okay. Uh, and I also I forgot that I'd. So when I loaded up uh, last night, 
well, when I was playing it last night, they said, you've unlocked all the bonus uh, features. And it was literally, oh my God, could you hear me? Just yes. go ching, click ching, ching. There are about 50 things that I'd unlocked, but they would only show on the screen four at a time. So I was like, next, then ching, next, ching. And it was and like this for five things? minutes. So I put on beachware. Of course. Um, but the beachware only appears when you're in a dungeon. So I was literally at, at uh, work today just playing it. And then all of a sudden we went to the dungeon. I was like, oh, everybody's in their shorts. <laughs> so um, I think because people were walking past looking over their shoulder, I was like, I, I can't play this. It, it looks wrong. So uh, I put it down. So I'll be enjoying that in bed tonight. I bet you will. Yeah. No, I won't. The pixels. <laughs> but I will go. But I've unlocked so many different types of um, yeah, aesthetics and stuff. It looks like there's a uni like a school uniform for each season. So I might just stick to whatever season we're in um, and change it around, something okay. like that. But it's great. And I, and honestly, this feels like it is going to be, and I've said this many times before, I'm sure, but it's, it feels like the game that... I will be playing in bed and I'm going to eventually finish in like a year. Are you actually going to finish this game in this time? In about a year because I, I play about an hour before bed every night and it is the perfect game because you don't get really stressed out and an hour disappears really quickly and then you're ready to sleep. I mean, I so I played it on PS4. Oh, apparently the, the um, costumes change the music. I didn't realise that. There you go. What's the beach wear? What's that one called? Are you thinking of a steel drum? Yeah. Oh my lord. I like a steel drum. Yeah, sure. What's another one? Marimba. No. No? Is that a steel drum? No. Why not? Because a marimba is like a really long... It's like a xylophone with the individual things. Oh, and it sounds like a steel drum. It, it sounds nothing like a steel drum because it's made of wood, not metal. Huh. I must be thinking of something else. A xylophone is made of metal. But steel drum is made of metal. Yes, it's made of steel. Huh. Is a xylophone made of steel? I don't think it's made of steel, but it's made of metal. What metal? There's also, I don't know, then there's a glockenspiel, which is like the tiny one. It's not the, the triangle. Ding, ding, ding. You are. <laughs> yes, marimba's a ringtone, that's right. <laughs> uh, like radar. Glockenspiels are massive. What do we call the big drum? Kettle drum. That's not like the steel drum though, is it? Because kettles are made of steel. But a kettle drum and a steel drum are not the same. Are they made of kettles? <laughs> Your face is turning like the colour. You are steaming like a kettle. <laughs> Out of the ears. <laughs> ah... I used to play the tuba. Was that made of kettles? Tuba smarties. <laughs> uh, no, I used to play the actual tuba. Big breaths. Anyway, um, so that was Persona. Persona! So I will, yeah, I will eventually finish that game one day. I, I'm loving it. I'm really loving it. Yes, I look forward to you... Talking about it, it so that we can actually talk about it. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm looking forward to talking about it on the podcast uh, every single every week, single week for the next year. I'd be like, yeah, I've uh, finished the first dungeon. I know it's warm because it's May. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're in May. We're also, finished. it's just hearing you talk about that, and it's just reminding me of no. everything else that happened. And I'm like, you've got so long to go. It took me about 110 hours, I think. 
And that was and, not Royal, was it? Wasn't it? Because I, I played the original, not Royal. And um, I'm really tempted to play it again on as Royal because there's extra content that I want to experience. But then I think I don't have a spare 120 hours to go through it all. So... Says the man who was like, oh, I really want to restart Elden Ring. Yeah, but I can play that quicker now because no. because I can just respec on New Game Plus. You need to wait until the DLC is announced at the Game Awards and then go into New Game Plus and experience the DLC with that. Listen, I've written 95 articles about Elden Ring for Eurogamer. 95. I need to hit 100 by the end of the year. I mean, the DLC will come out and you'll hit 200, I'm sure. Uh, maybe. This person has finished Elden Ring with their toes. Well, if someone could just like do a weird run of it again or make a weird mod, please let me know. I'll I'll write about it just for the sake of getting to 100. I mean, you will get to 100 no matter what. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that is what I've been playing. Should we go and look at the news? Funny. Uh, what have you been playing then? Um, so I've been playing quite a few games. Um, obviously, God of War we've talked about. That is out today. Um, yesterday. Fucking hell, what's, what's that? What did you spit your tea out? There's something in it. What's that? Tea? No, it's something white and plasticky. What's the that? Fuck. Where? Can you see? Oh. You're poisoning me. <laughs> what is that? I actually have no idea. Is that plastic? Look at that, trying to poison me. <laughs> Jeez, my, no, that's not, that's a fucking macro plastic. That's half the, what is that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it snaps. What is that? Oh, God. Poisoning me. All right, well, don't drink any more of that. Are you killing me because I made you a mint tea with milk? Yes. In, which I finished exactly. off and it was delicious. Absolutely Honestly, not. mint tea with milk. It's like minty... I white chocolate. It's lovely. Like a minty milky bar. Maybe calcium sediment from the kettle. Yeah, be need to get the a kettle new ke does need cleaning. We're getting a new kettle. No, we just need cleaning. We need to get a new kettle. We need a kettle that you can type what how many degrees you want. They're amazing. Are I you paying one. for that? Fine, if I have to. It's a fucking kettle. It's the staple of a British household. Yeah, so get a basic one. What? Anyway. You getting basic essential items is the reason both our backs are fucked. <laughs> and that, you buying expensive ones is the reason you're in debt. I'm not in debt, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> wow. <laughs> not in debt. Anyway. <laughs> so two new games came out yesterday. Um, one of which we uh, have already talked about, which is Beat Saber. There's, um, there's a, the weekend pack. Um, with Ooh, I'm blind about lads and loads of other tunes. My favourite is the one that finishes with a ah! <laughs> I think that was part of the song. Yes, clearly. It was a Michael Jackson whoop. Yeah. Um, so that is very good. Everyone should go play that. Um, also a game came out yesterday called Sonic Frontiers. Um, oh, that's also a game where you were screaming, actually. I was screaming. <laughs> I was playing much. Persona. I was playing Persona in bed, and uh, all I could hear was, You fucking asshole! That's <laughs> fucking game! <coughs> so, Sonic Frontiers 
is a mess. Um, and sorry, I farted. <laughs> I, <just realized> that. <laughs> I got a bit excited. <laughs> I shouted a bit too loud, and it slipped out. It happens with age. <laughs> oh well, God, it's quite a bad one, isn't it? It really is. I mean, that's from your dinner, so call it a recommendations to the chef, <laughs> or what's it called? Compliments to the chef. Oh, I'm not sure they're aware that people are watching this. Yeah. <laughs> Ed, how do you find Sonic Frontiers? Big breath. Great. <laughs> Great. Anyway, what has everybody been playing? It's part of me. Oh, I don't want part of you. <laughs> it's um, not what you were saying in the shower earlier. Gosh, you can shush. <laughs> um, so, Sonic Frontiers is a mess. I, But I still kind of love it. I Sonic is is a series I loved since I was a kid. Like Sonic is what got me into video games when I was younger. Um, so I always have a bit of a soft spot for Sonic games, um, and I really I sort of love Sonic Frontiers, even though it's completely flawed. Um, I I don't like it as much as I want to, but I still am enjoying playing it. Um, what I appreciate is that it is very experimental as far as sonic games go they are very much trying to do something new um and i really appreciate that so what they've got is this open zone um structure which is essentially open world but not um but it's it's like a big sonic level but it's completely open they're trying to create this sandbox of like ramps and speed jumps and whatever else and springs that you can just run around and, and explore and um, as Sonic, which is honestly the ideal Sonic game. To me, the ideal Sonic game is sort of Tony Hawk skateboarding, but as Sonic, where it's like this mm. self-contained world that you can just run around and do tricks and collect stuff and all that sort of stuff. Um, and that's kind of what this is on a much bigger scale, um, which I really enjoy. Um, and I definitely think that is the way forward for Sonic. Um, within that, you have little mini missions to, to do and things to collect. Um, there is a story. It's not making a lot of sense. There's something slightly cheap about it. Like, they just don't explain is things. Is Knuckles right. in it? He is, but not yet. Is Shadow in it? No. Um, he's the best character. No, he's not. Um, so he's Eggman. Robotnik. Um, <laughs> What's he called in the game? Eggman. Oh, <laughs> He will always be Robotnik to me. Um, what do you... Oh, yeah. Uh, what? I was going to make a joke. Oh, come on, then. It's, we found out earlier uh, what Americans called eggplants, don't we? In America, they're called eggplants, but in Britain, we call them chickens. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's Eggman, it's this one after what has just been dropped. <laughs> Oh, I call me Eggman. <laughs> Just have my eggy farts. <laughs> oh, I hate this podcast. Oh, it lingers, doesn't it? I think that door should open. That anyway, it's robotic. Um, so I, I really enjoy what they're trying to do with this game um, and this kind of open design. Is great. Um, 
it unfortunately has two major flaws so far. The first is that Sonic just does not control well at all. Um, and that's the one thing that Sega have never managed to do, really, in a 3D Sonic game, is make Sonic fun to control. You know, you hear all these stories about how with Mario 64, um, Miyamoto would spend ages just like tweaking Mario's movement so that it's fun to just play, run around as Mario. They haven't done that with Sonic. So he kind of runs fast, but then stops suddenly. He loses momentum. The turn is kind of really awkward. Um, he just doesn't go where you want him to go. And in the open world, that doesn't matter. Open zone, that doesn't matter as much because it's open. So that's fine. But then there are these cyberspace levels, mm. which are essentially <laughs> these linear zones um, mimicking um, classic Sonic levels. So obviously there's a Green Hill one. There's a chemical plant zone and boom, boom, boom. Um and they are completely linear, so it's just you getting to the end of the level. But trying to get an S rank on some of those is ridiculous. I think you weren't going the right way. I definitely was. Did some you do of it? them, literally just getting to the end of the level gives you an S rank, and it's really easy. Some of them, it's like, I'm like 10 seconds out, and I'm doing a, what seems to be a perfect run. So I do not understand it. They're very inconsistent. Did you not and get that And it really the highlights the, the poor controls, which is annoying. Did you get that one in S rank in the end? The very first one. Well, I know the one that... Oh, that was another thing you can say. You know, the one that you were screaming at the TV. No, I, was... I gave up and I had to leave. Yeah. And do something else because it was just irritating me. Well, you, um, I saw you respond. Did you find out? Because I know uh, you were trying to find out on Twitter how to calm yourself down after a game has made you incredibly angry. I've definitely got more angry at a game than I have at Sonic Frontiers. Yeah. Um, the other thing is is this whole yeah. idea of the open world and the springs and ramps and stuff. Even on a PS5, it just does not run well. There's so much pop in. So you're kind of seeing ramps and springs at the last possible second, which then completely ruins the flow. So that is just a little bit irritating. Um, however, there's still a lot of fun to be had. It's, it is a Sonic game. Sonic games are always flawed. They're never good. Um, so Even it is Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania is great. Um, 3D Sonic games are never good. Um, Sonic 3D is amazing. I mean, I like it. It's not a good game, but I like it. <laughs> the, this is the thing. Like, I'm I'm biased. I like Sonic Frontiers because I like Sonic games, and I just have a bit of soft spot for them. Um, so I I enjoy all of them. I don't think any of them are necessarily good well-made games but i still like them and i still think they're fun um so i'm finding a lot of enjoyment in sonic frontiers but it has some frustrations with it which if you're not a massive sonic fan i don't think you will be as likely to forgive i bought you sonic 3 for your birthday do you not like it is it not good i, I was talking about sonic 3d games oh oh yeah not the originals was yeah, was Sonic 2D games, are they all good? Are they good? Um, not all of them, no. 1, 2, 3 and Knuckles are. Sonic Heroes? Sonic Heroes is 3D. It was fine. Was that the one that reviewed like 6 out of 10? They all review like 6 out of 10. Mm. <laughs> Maybe they should just put the franchise to bed. No. They should learn. They should hire a good programmer and engineer at Sonic Team <laughs> who knows how to make a good 
well-controlled character. Of all the games to make a Breath of the Wild version of, like an open world Breath of the Wild kind this of knockoff. This is nothing like Breath of the Wild. Man. But that's what they were going for when they first showed it, weren't they? They were like, oh, well, let's try and get people who like I mean, Breath a of the Wild bit, into and now it. They've, now they've rolled back on that and said, oh, no, it's nothing like Breath of the Wild. Mm. Um, but, to be honest, the the <laughs> it's funny. Um, my boss at work, we were talking about it, and and he said that it seemed very Halo-esque in, um, in sort of the original Halo the sort of greens and blues, but a bit bland. Um, it reminded me of that. It also reminds me a little bit of of sort of trying to be Death Stranding. But oh not. well, sorry. Now you've got me interested. <laughs> Just is in the the color palette is what I mean of that initial world. Did they have any low raw and, and stuff? No. This, I will say the soundtrack of this game is fucking brilliant. Okay, it's really really good. There are really really cool remixes for the cyberspace levels, so the music is great. So eight out of ten. Same as God of War. I am around six to seven out of ten. So only one point less than God of War is the broken Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> I mean, when you put it like that, <laughs> maybe God of War's a nine. But <laughs> yeah, I think actually 67 out of 10 or 69 out of 10. There you go. I mean, you've got, you add your person, you have your personal kind of points that you add that you like it because it's a Sonic game. Exactly. Everyone has their own little biases. So okay. I am... Yeah, I th- and that's the thing. I've seen reviews of Sonic Frontiers, and some of them are like nine out of ten, and some of them are like two out of five. There's a real range of reviews, yeah, I and I that. think that there are people who are just long-term Sonic fans that are maybe just more likely to forgive flaws if they've played previous Sonic games <laughs> because they don't mind as much. And there are some people that are just flat out, mm. no, no, this is not a well-made game. So I would say your enjoyment of this will depend on how much of a Sonic fan you are. Which is weird because I'm not a fan of Sonic, but what I played of the demo at EGX, I actually really, really liked it. So I maybe think I'll... the EGX demo played better than the final game. <laughs> that was on a PC, so maybe it's better on PC. That is true. Mm. Or maybe I was just so excited to play it that I just went with it in the moment. No, I, th- I enjoyed it. I thought it played well, although I was trying to get to a certain bit and I couldn't. And I got very frustrated and then didn't realise that there was a 20 minute countdown happening and yeah. didn't Sometimes. really play anything. Sometimes. But speaking of Zelda clones, mm. I really want to hear what you thought of Blossom Tales. Because I, I was listening to Giant Bomb, uh, a rival podcast uh, back in the day, and they were talking about Blossom Tales and saying how like how they preferred it to certain to some Zelda games. And they were, they're not huge Zelda fans, but they were just saying how it's a real like homage to Zelda, but it's also got comedy in it. And I was I thought I'd play it and you know, enjoy it. And I played a little bit on stream. Nobody was really vibing with it. This is back in the day, you know, a few years ago. And so never really went back to play it. However, as you are a big Zelda fan and you're currently streaming lots of Zelda-like games, such as the incredible um, Phoenix Immortals Rising or Immortals Incredibly Phoenix. Incredibly average Immortals Phoenix Rising. Um, well, you would know. So there you go. Then um, what did you think of... Blossom Tales, because you have played that. I honestly loved it. Honestly loved it. Um, It is, like you say, it's an homage to Zelda. It's got lots of comedy. It's very much taking the piss out of Zelda, but in a very loving way. Um, It has a lot of similarities. Um, Give me some examples. So the fact that, well, what, what it does differently is that it's a story in a story. So the idea is that you are this girl called Lily, um, well, actually, there's Lily and a little boy whose name I've forgotten. 
um, and they're being a told they're being told a story by Grandpa. So the game that you're playing is then Grandpa narrating the story, um, which is really nice. But you're playing as Lily, who is a knight in the land of Blossom. Um, so Lily, Link, both L's. So in this time, so this in this game, Zelda is actually a girl. Zelda is the girl, yeah. Mm. Um, and so you wake up in Lily's house and you have to go to the castle at the beginning and then you have to go into the dungeons and there's lots of rats. Um, you get um, but you get bombs in the first dungeon. You, there's a boomerang. Um, there's a bow and arrow. You go into dungeons, you defeat bosses. Um, it is all done in this kind of pixel style that is very Link's Awakening, um, the Game Boy game. Um, but there's a lot of link to the past in it as well, uh, in the structure of it all, uh, and the sorts of puzzles. It's really cute, but it's really, really well made. And as I was playing yesterday, Erinus was was watching and mentioned that actually it's made by one person. It is a one person mm. dev um, who has put this whole thing together. And it is genuinely a really, really well made game. It's not just an homage to Zelda. It's a really fun game in its own right. So anyone who... Um, is a fan of Zelda games, I would absolutely recommend playing this. I was playing it on the Switch, but it's also on Steam, and I believe it's on sale on Steam at the moment. It's like three quid. Um, so honestly, it's a no-brainer. Go go play Blossom Tales if you like Zelda games, because it's really adorable and really well-made, um, surprisingly. And if you like it, there is a second game that came out a couple of months ago, which I've heard is also very, very good. So, yeah. If, if you like it, go go play them both. Will you be playing it more off stream? I will. I will. Um, yeah, with this month of Zelda likes, I'm going to see which ones I want to carry on. Um, Immortal, I'm going to carry on on the console, not on the PC, because I think it will run better. Yeah, and it, I will it give it does. another couple of hours and see if it gets anywhere beyond average. Um, Blossom Tale, I'm absolutely going to finish. 100% I'm going to finish that game. Oh, it's brilliant. I'm glad. I'm very happy. So thank you for the recommendation. I am very happy to <clears throat> give it to you. It was me. It was mine. You play on my console, right? No, it's my. You you bought it for me. I don't remember doing that. The physical. No. Um, you gifted it to me. Oh, okay, I'm I'm a kind person, aren't I? There you go. Kind-hearted. It is. It is brilliant though. So definitely go play Blossom Tales. Yeah, do it. I just I think it was at the beginning bit. I vaguely remember it, but. I remember her like telling, I think, did she tell her grandpa to hurry up or something or she's getting a bit impatient with him? And Yeah, there's a lot of banter between them in this story within a story, which adds a nice little extra element to it. So a bit it's like not in... just a basic adventure. There's like this this other story going on, which is really nice. A bit like in Immortals Phoenix Rising, how the two gods are narrating it and talking. And yeah, but they the never story. stop talking and it's very annoying. <laughs> very annoying. <laughs> Have you been playing Ortels? Um... Probably, but we'll, we'll talk about something else next week, so that's fine. Yeah, I'm trying Let's to Let's find out what the viewers have been playing. What, what have the listeners been playing? Right. Uh, let's go and break. We've got a bunch. Thank you to everybody for doing it. Today we had quite a lot of uh, people responding, which is fine. Mm. In fact, it went up and then somebody responded pretty much straight away. I think it was... Uh, Moon Princess. Yeah, Moon Princess. So thank you. That, yeah, the question went up at three... 28, and at 3.46, Moon Princess was there. So thank you very much. Mm. Go on, um, do you want me to make nice it bigger have... so you can see? There you go. Thank you. I know you've got dodgy eyes. Well, no, I'm just far away from the screen. I mean, that's... Yeah. I mean, I could read it. But... Wow. Accessibility options. Anyway, so Moon Princess was straight in. 
Um, I actually went back to Mass Effect today. First time I could play without feeling dizzy since I got COVID. I last tried to play in September when I was still ill. It didn't end well, so I was very happy to play for a couple of hours. Also got sucked back into Dreamlight Valley. When are you going to finish Mass Effect? Oh, they're going to say Dreamlight Valley because I played some more Dreamlight Valley as well. Oh, what great, do you think of it? Great game. Still feels very well polished. Um, I never rec- really? I never got to any bugs that people had. Uh, never. I've not encountered a single bug. Um, so well, I'm, that is surprising. Yeah, I'm feeling very pleased with that. But it is great. It's really good. It's a lot of fun. I always turn the music to zero and put some like lo-fi beats on and just... God, it's like 2020 all over again. I loved it. It was very chill. What were we saying? Um, clues. Oh, you're asking about... Am I going to go back I'm, to... No, I'm just... Oh, Mass Effect. Oh, yeah. Are you, getting, are you going back to Mass Effect? Um, there is a time that I will go and play through Mass Effect 2. I'll do it when I've got like a few days off so I can try and whiz through it. You absolutely need to play that. Yeah. It's old. It's unplayable. It's not. It's it... not. Mm. Yeah. Um, clues. I thought to visit World of Warcraft again without paying for a sub by using in-game gold. It's the same same, just like it was before... My interest quickly waned. Oh, by the way, um, Andromed- Andromedeus uh, says, okay, Blossom Tales bought from my hard-earned gold coins on Switch. <laughs> Honestly, you won't. Re- if you like Zelda games, you will not regret it. It's just really fun and cute and not super long. I'm and, on, yeah. 100% going to go and watch your VOD uh, of you playing it because I want to ex- see you experience it and see. There you go. Uh, Brutal Brander. Uh, this game came out yesterday, which is called A Little to the Left. Is it about... Wearing your trousers. No, it's a big to the right. Um, I haven't had time to play it yet, but I played the demo a few weeks ago and really loved it. It's a relaxing indie puzzle game that makes you organise stuff. Um, It's really satisfying and the art style is adorable. So I have this downloaded um, and I am... I think we should play this as a quick look in a couple of weeks' time. I'm 100% down um, for that. Yeah, this we... game is 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 kind of this year's unpacking is the shorthand version of what people are saying. Is it it's... a Beyonce song? <laughs> it's not... <laughs> to the left, to the left, everything you want in a little to the left. Everything leans to um, the left. It's, um, it's a puzzle game where you basically just have to organise things um, in the correct order, but the game doesn't tell you what the order is, so you have to work it out. Um and it's it's all just very cute and wholesome, but will probably be incredibly frustrating to play with you. Yeah, because um, I don't care. And I very much do. Every now and again, I just move... A, he doesn't even realise I just move the odd video game and put it in the wrong place. No, you do not. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. Have you actually? No. Okay, good. I did that one time and you got... Very angry, yes. <laughs> Games will be in alphabetical order. Yeah, I know. That's weird. Are they mine? Yes. Oh, yeah. You actually did that for I me. went and did all of yours as well. Very weird. Yes. No. Very anal. So, yes. A little to the left. Um, there, It came out today. Um, there was a Nintendo mini indie thing. Yeah. Um, and it's out today on Switch. It's also out on PC. Um, so, yes. We're going to give that a go, I think. Yeah, because I think our quick looks are mainly going to be kind of like indie on kind of not massive games but the fact that we've just started it as these huge games are all coming out like one after the other is just a bit of a coincidence because these this is like this perfect type of game to do a quick look we could even in the future do a couple in one you know if it's a a game that you don't want to play for like more than an hour we could just do a couple of them as well so that's i mean that's they're the type of games that i was that we're hoping for it's just we've had what did we have last week well last week we had bayonetta this week we've got god of war next week we'll probably play sonic 
So the week after that, we'll do a little to the left. Yeah. At some point, there's Pokemon as well. Oh, so we might God. even do that. All right. So there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, Yuffie, I've been playing Cats and Soup on mobile. Basically, what it... Basically, what the name says. It is what the name says. It is what the name says. Let's go with that. Um, You collect cats, make soups, and expand the area to make more soups. Simple, cute, and the sounds are relaxing. Oh, no. Very nice. Um, ASMR, is it? Maybe. Uh, On Switch, it's been Kirby and Disney Dreamlight Valley. Kirby is just so adorable and chill. Can't help but love it. Finally figured out ways to play Disney Dreamlight Valley without feeling motion sick. Yes. Uh, Which is light setting, slower camera, and shake off. People wondering. Shake it off, shake it off. Um, and it's more enjoyable. Just wish they would work on the crashes. I get paranoid each time an error happens. I honestly think you're alone in not having crashes. I play it on PC. I play it on a proper machine. Meh. I don't play it. Why would you play something that's not 2D? Because some people want to sit in bed and play games like you do with Persona. Yeah, but I understand that Persona you know, Persona's just a graphic novel. I mean, it feels like it, to be honest. All I've been doing is tapping through uh, text. That's fair. It really bloody is. Does it get better? Well, it does because when Mementos opens, you it's a bit more, isn't it? You can just kind of dick around in there, I think. Yeah. 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 All right. Randy Pasta, I jumped back into New World after not playing since last year. Some of the things that made me stop playing are fixed. Good to know. Uh, dungeons now have group finders, which is better than spamming general chat for people to join. Mm. Leveling is much easier, just following the main story quests. Previously, you had to do more side content to level up and it would take forever. Also, fast travel is much cheaper, and quests have been grouped closer together. I hated having to walk halfway across the map all the time. I can't comment on the PvP content as like as I've ignored it so far. That's good to know because I have played a bit of New World. I loved what I loved everything about it except for the kind of the story and the dungeons. And it, I I really liked the aesthetic of it. I loved the character I'd made, um, and I loved the world and stuff. So. The fact Did that you make a hot character? I made a very hot character. Good. Ridiculously hot. I think that is the hottest uh, MMO game character that you can make. More than your cat boy? Yeah, my cat boy is kind of unrealistically attractive. It's a fantasy game. Yeah, whereas New World, I mean, one tequila it would take. Wow. In my character. Um, by the way, do you cook the cats in the cat game? The cat soup. I I don't know. You'd have to ask Yuffie. Cats and soup. Is it? Um, and so this happened today, says Mr. Wibble. Sackboy, a big adventure. Kratos costume. Indeed. You can dress Sackboy as Kratos. Mm. Um, Sret's been playing Disney Dreamlight Valley. Have you guys heard of it? No. <laughs> Never heard of that. Uh, Mr. Wibble, I've continued playing Sackboy on PC. I'm right before the last fight and I'm still enjoying it. I really don't understand Excuse me. those reviewers who say the controls are finicky. Don't listen to reviewers or journalists. Unless it's me. He likes Sonic. Yeah, I know. Weird. <laughs> uh, Pancake, I've been playing a little to the left. There we go. To the left, to the left. An adorable organisation game that gets pretty hard. There's a few levels that make no sense to me, but say for those, it's very cute and calming. Also, I've been playing Perish Song, an indie roguelike that is devilishly hard, but rewarding when you finally get past the section you've been stuck on. And it's cute. Ooh, that sounds nice. a little bit like Celeste type of thing. I love mm. a devilishly hard one, but... Doesn't waste your time. Indeed. Uh, Capt is playing the new Sonic game, and small flaws aside, it really is a refreshing take on the series, whilst keeping the key components of Gotta Go Fast. Sure, it's a bit buggy and the story's a bit wishy-washy, <laughs> but overall, I'm enjoying my time with it. Wishy-washy. See, agrees. Capt agrees. Um, Westman, I found my way back to Hearthstone, and especially the Battlegrounds mode. 
Perfect little game to play while watching series or a stream. Ooh, well, if you're watching... Maybe like this stream right now. Yeah, if you're playing it while watching this, then I hope you're enjoying it. Um, and then Debs has put a link to a game called Akka, which is, yes, on the Nintendo Indie Showcase today. Um, I downloaded the demo just now and started it. It's just the cutest little chill game. It looks very cute. Um, it's a sort of farming-y sim kind of thing, but with some adventure stuff in it. But it looks... it The, the style of it looks very cute. Yeah. So there we go. It seems like many games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cheesy Kids, I've been really enjoying my usual simulation hype. However, I have recently started playing Coral Island and Honey, I Joined a Cult. Both, Both great offer games. a refreshing yet new take on the typical genre. I look forward to seeing how they progress. Yep. I feel like I'm very similar with Cheesy with what games we enjoy. I love a simulation game, uh, whether it's simulating whatever, even racing games. Um, but like Coral Island and Honey, I Joined a Cult, two games I love. Nice. And then lastly, Taunt has been playing Brotato. It's a roguelike like vampire survivors, but you play a potato with six arms so you can hold up to six weapons. That's cool. It's really goofy, but also lots of fun. I feel like I'm still learning the ins and outs of it, and I'm still working on unlocks. But overall, it's a great cheap game. Well, there we go. And that it's is not what... roasting it. What? It's recommended. Uh, I get it with like potatoes and things. Yeah, me. Right then, let me go and uh, bring up, because I would have done it earlier, but... Uh... Well, tell the listeners uh, what you did today. I went to work. <laughs> Where? How far is your commute? Here. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're getting some news stories up. So um, the first is just to note that there are brand new... Well, not brand new. Um, they're on the 15th of November, I believe, they're adding some new games to PlayStation Plus. Um, which includes the whole Kingdom Hearts series. Well, the one that you have to pay loads of money on PC, on Epic Store to play. Mm, you can now play them all on PlayStation Plus. Mm. Um, now, I I say that it's it's all the different HD collections and stuff, which I think is pretty much all of Kingdom Hearts. Um, so, yeah, they're all on there. There's also Skyrim. So if you still haven't played Skyrim, you can play that on PS Plus. I just give up. It plays like trash now. Um, once for you. They've got Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, The Division 2, and Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I mean, I've got all three of those games, but sure. There you go. <laughs> um, and also, uh, they are adding a load of Ratchet and Clank, Clank games. Um, unfortunately, not Rift Apart, which is the recent PS5 one. Um, but there are loads of uh, all the old PS3 and PS4 games are all being added. Good. Which also- is part of the anniversary of this series. Hmm. But also, uh, what remains of Edith Finch? Another great game. One of my favourite stroll playing games. There you go. All right, now are we? Should we save this one for because you've Ed's got an exclusive? But should we save that, or do you want that now? I wouldn't say it's an exclusive. You've exclusively spoke spoken to some people. I mean, true. Go on then. Tell us. Well, tell the okay. So, well, this was some news from last week, um, which happened last Friday, I think. Um, which is um, a load of interviews came out with Yoshi P about Final Fantasy 16. And initially I was disappointed because I was not offered an interview. Um, and then I realized that there was one done by IGN and they asked an excellent question where they put it to Yoshi P. Why is there not enough diversity in the cast of Final Fantasy 16? Because the game looks brilliant. But the one massive criticism that pretty much everyone has 
is that there are barely any women and there are no non-white characters. Which I just don't get because that criticism was on Final Fantasy XV as well. So you'd yep. think they might have listened. You'd think they might learn. Um, I mean, the series does not have a great history with, at the very least, black characters. Um, apart from Barrett and Saz and, I guess, Fran from 12, who yeah, is also only been a like rabbit. Three in the entire series, is that true? Yeah. Um, and then 14 is definitely a lot more diverse, which Yoshida is uh, was the director of, so you'd think that he would also learn from 14. Um, so basically, he was asked as to why there's not enough diversity, and he came back with a fairly appalling response, um, essentially saying that in the world of the game, um, this is a very small region, so there wouldn't be diversity. Um, also, that they are inspired by um, medieval Europe, which in the eyes of, or in their eyes, is apparently pure white, which is factually incorrect. Um, Scrubber Cup. Yeah. So I was reading all the well, comments of how the comments. trashy the they are. I like all the trashy comments. Or the top story, the somebody's like, I don't remember oh there being a problem. Get up. Up. Stop. Down. There. Would you like the mouse? You're doing it. Yeah. There it is. Jeez. <laughs> um, anyway, he said, um, it can be challenging to assign distinctive ethnicities to either antagonist or protagonist without triggering audience preconceptions, inviting unwarranted speculation and ultimately stoking flames of controversy, which is also known as I'm a fucking pussy. Um... In the end, we simply want the focus to be less on the outward appearance of our characters and more on who they are as people. People who are complex and diverse in their natures, backgrounds, beliefs, personalities and motivations. People whose stories we can resonate with. There is diversity in Ballisthea. Diversity that, whilst not all-encompassing, is synergistic with the setting we've created and is true to the inspirations from which we are drawing. And it's this, this whole thing is just fucking ridiculous. Like... Ugh. I sort of don't know where to begin because it's just such a ridiculous answer. Um, at the end of the day, this is a fantasy game. It has fantasy in the title. So yeah. as soon as you start saying, oh, it wouldn't be realistic, it's like, it's a fantasy game. You can literally do whatever the fuck you want. The fact that you've got these huge icons, these big summons, these big mythical beasts, you've got magical crystals, magic powers, this complete fantasy realm, and yet everyone's white because in your vision limited vision for the game that's what it is that's it's yeah. just it's just incredibly narrow-minded and really really disappointing to hear and it's i mean it's also a like a really uneducated stance because it's like saying that people were like well it's medieval europe there were no black people i'm like uh, your education has failed you if that's what you genuinely think yeah but also it's yeah it's a fantasy thing so why why are they focusing on that very specific detail that they're going to like have no or very, 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 very few. We've not seen any whatsoever uh, black people in this. Why are they really going and going down that route? There are just millions of things from, you know, medieval Europe that they could copy and incorporate, but they've decided to do this very specifically. It just seems a weird thing to go for, especially when they've been criticized and especially they know, surely somebody would have just said, oh, there's no diversity in this. Are you going to do that? It seems like a choice that they wouldn't. I I feel like it, maybe there might be a sense of unconscious bias here of just naturally that's what they've ended up designing mm. without thinking about it or realising it. And now that it's out, people are posing this to them. And I think he's now backtracking and trying to come up with an, a story excuse as opposed to just my unconscious bias did not think about this. Mm. Um, it's just, 
It's really ridiculous. And I think when you look at the rest of Square Enix as well, you know, on the one hand, as as we talked about last week, you've got Harvestella that has non-binary as a gender option, which is the first time it's been done in a Square Enix game, which is great that you've got this producer there saying, you know, our game is for everyone. We want everyone to feel included. And that's amazing. And then on the other hand, you've got this with like no diversity, which is just really disappointing. And then in the middle, I guess somewhere, or more on the negative side, you've got something like Forspoken, which has a black woman in the lead uh, as the lead character, which you think, wow, this is great. But then it's this like roll call of stereotypes and you realize that all the all the writers are white. So they haven't really consulted with 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 black people to come up with an authentic character. So it's kind of like you're trying, but you're not. And they just they're just not getting it right. And yeah. it's really annoying. Um, I, I've just looked at the comments and don't do that. Oh, my God. What kind of people read Eurogamer? Don't read the comments. Honestly, like Mario and Luigi have no black friends. Where's the outrage? And then Pharaoh's actually people have a problem and unable to relate characters unless they're the same race. And it's that's racist. No, it's fucking not imbecile. It's Jesus not. Christ. It's really not. Um, anyway, so this happened last week in an interview um, from IGN. Um, I have then written a new piece today where I followed up with some um, with some black streamers that I'm sure a lot of you know. Um, so I spoke to Pleasantly Twisted. Um, who's been on this slash the old podcast, um, and Data Dave and Dino Glyph. Um, and I've included some tweets from some other very popular uh, folk as well. So um, some lovely comments from them about how disappointed they are. Um, actually, two of them as well brought up um, Street Fighter VI and how Street Fighter VI has got um, uh, uh, Kimberly, which is this new black character, um, who immediately people are loving, but that's because Capcom actually consulted with people mm-hmm. and and came up with a character that feels real and authentic. And that's exactly what Square Enix should be doing with Final Fantasy. Um, and, and actually thinking, how can we create an authentic character instead of just sort of either ticking a box or not bothering at all? Um, yeah. And it just like, and what something, what they need to do and what the people that have commented on that article, which I'm not looking at again because it's just going to drive me insane, Listen to black people because that's what the comments are like. Even the comments to the tweet about it were all saying, well, this isn't this. They're not saying this. They're not saying this. It's like literally it is in the article. They speak to quite a few black black streamers about how this is, uh, you know, this isn't right. Listen to them. Listen to what they're saying. Don't listen to us necessarily. Don't listen to whatever they're, you know, yourself, your own brain. Listen to what they're saying. Okay, that is what you need to be listening to. And it literally says it in the article read it and understand it. And if you read all that and you think it's not a problem, well, maybe you're racist. <laughs> it's also just Square Enix. I mean, Square Enix is showing that they're very narrow-minded in a lot of ways. And there have been other articles about them, it, even in the last week, um, where they were saying how, um, you know, they really need to give their games global appeal in order to start earning enough money because they're not making enough money, basically, from Square Enix games. Um, and they want their games to have global appeal. Well, maybe have a diverse cast um, that everyone can relate to in some way. Maybe yeah. that might help. Um, 
And and then they also had their financial reports that came out earlier this week. And rather than talking about we're going to make great games, they go on and on about fucking blockchain and NFTs mm. and all this bullshit as if that's going to suddenly make them money. It's like, no, listen to your fans and give people the sorts of games and characters that they want to see and that they can see themselves in. That's like, stop giving us NFT bullshit. Yeah. As Ready Set Ben, who's in the chat, hey Ben, yes. says, Hi Ben. They say things like, we're not racist. We want you to focus on the inside, but then the character is really hot. Yeah. Yeah. Bust out. Yeah, I mean, just look at... Hot in a traditional white way. Yeah. What was it? Cindy from... Oh, from Final Fantasy Fifteen. Sydney. Sydney. Oh, God. I, Sid. Yeah, I remember. But, like, I first time I saw her, I was like, no. Yeah. She's ridic. But yeah, the article is, is, all, is all done and all live, mm-hmm. so you can put a link in chat if you want. Go and follow this. If you want to, oh yeah, don't click on the comments because uh, it's full of trash. Um, because, uh, gamers. Awful. Mm. Um, some more positive news, though, um, on the next tab. Um, so we have some numbers out for uh, from Nintendo, which includes the best-selling games ever in Japan. Mm-hmm. And this is literally across all games ever in Japan, all consoles... All developers, everything. The number one best-selling game of all time in Japan is now Animal Crossing New Horizons, which has sold 10.45 million copies. And that means that that has now overtaken Pokemon Red, Green and Blue, which was the the first Pokemon game, which was number one as the best-selling game ever. Mm. Um, They need to re-release it and then get it back ahead. Well, I'd buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there's a tweet that I've got in the article with 20 games in it. Only two of them are not Nintendo. And those two are, at number 20, Dragon Quest IX, Sentinels of the Starry Skies, which is Square Enix, but was released for the DS. So still kind of Nintendo. And at 14 is Monster Hunter Freedom 3, which came out on PSP, which shows you how popular... Um, Monster Hunter is uh, in in Japan. Um, all of the other games are all Nintendo. There are seven different generations of Pokemon games. Um, it's got Animal Crossing at the top. It's got six different Switch games, six, six different DS games. Maybe this is why they don't put any effort into Pokemon games now, because they're like, well, they'll just sell like hotcakes. Yeah. Because have you seen... They well, know, they if know. anybody's seen the latest um, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet... Is it Violet Scarlet? Yep. Um the latest gameplay video, it is, it looks quite bad, mm. but everybody's going to buy it. It even has Ed Sheeran. Oh yeah, I'm going to get it as well. <laughs> Are you getting Scarlet? I want the one with the the hot guy with the shape. No, you have to have Scarlet. So I'll probably get in uh, Violet We then. can't have the same one. Can we trade trainers? No. Can we train <laughs> trade daddies? <laughs> Uh, Unfortunately not. So yeah, Helios, Helios says eight percent of Japan now owns Animal Crossing. Eight percent of the entire country. That's wild. <laughs> Maybe they bought a bunch of them though. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, Animal Crossing very popular. It certainly is. Now they were, they also brought out a weird infographic that shows like what age people are who own a Switch, but it was all. It was quite bollocks, wasn't it? Because well, the majority of, 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 well, I think it's Nintendo players overall, is, is 20 to 30 players, but then uh, 20 to 30 year old players. But then there's this weird spike at 22, 
And it's um, like, well, you why know why? Su- well, why are suddenly there loads of twenty-two-year-olds? Well, why do people wait till they're twenty-two to buy a, a console? Like, think about it. Twenty-two years ago was the year two thousand. So, a hundred percent, people just don't want to give their date of birth, and so they just typed in naught or whatever. Oh, that which was would the have defaulted yeah. naught. Naught would have defaulted to two thousand. Or it, which or would it, make you 22. Or if 2000 was the default. Maybe yeah. it was 1, 1, 2000 and you had to adjust it and they just left it on there. Yeah. I wonder so how many people were born... wrong. <laughs> I wonder how many people were born on the 1st of January 2000 uh, that filled that in. Mm. Um, yeah, but it's nice to know that some, you know, older folk like me still play uh, Nintendo Switch. Indeed. Including Pokemon games. Um, which um, the Scarlet Violet are out next week, the week after. Um, there are already loads of spoilers, so watch out online. Um, mute all the words you need to. There are tons of spoilers out um, about the game. All the the starter evolutions are out. Um, loads of other bits are out. So so are they if you are yes, so if you are a fan and you're planning on getting it, then watch out. I mean. It's a Pokemon game. What are the spoilers? Well, some people don't want to know what the evolutions are going to be. I don't. Although I'm really worried about Quaxley. Because what? I think I want to choose Quaxley as my starter, which is the little water duck. And and I'm really worried that it's going to end up having some weird evolution. What was your starter in Arceus? Arceus? Yeah. Arceus. Um, I went for the little fire lizard thing, which I thought was really cute, and then it grew up into this weird-looking thing. So I don't even know the name. Um, and no, because I I took it out of my team. I literally didn't like it that much. Is and that the one that sword... became like a uh, a surfer type? No, teenager wasn't that. Oh, that was the fiery one, wasn't it? Um, oh no, which was the one that turned into like a moody teenager. I don't know. Yeah. There's like a little, it's like a little fire thing with a snout. It's like black and it's got like, it looks like it's farting flames. I chose That's that. That's me earlier. Yeah, that was you. Um, Sword and Shield, I went for the little bunny as well. Because I was like, super cute bunny, definitely want that. And then it grew up to be a football playing jock and not what I wanted. No? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I... Cyndaquil, that's the one. People get so... Cyndaquil is super cute, and then it evolved into some weird-looking thing that I was not into. I just get a bit weirded out that people love, love, love Pokemon, and it's a game that is mediocre. But, okay, but it's it's how I feel about Sonic, is that it's that nostalgia factor, and you're like, I want to play it because I want to continue the series but the series is always has flaws, but you kind of just put up with it because it's a Pokemon game. Like you put up with it because it's a Sonic game. But how are we still at a point where when they have a battle, it's just one going, ah, 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 it's like, that was okay on the, what are you looking at me like that for? That was okay on the Game Boy when you've got the character near you and it just moves and goes, bah, 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 and then the other one goes, bah. And then they don't actually attack. They're not actually doing these moves. These moves just how they move their body and what kind of... How many Pokemon games have you bought? Everyone. And how many have you not played fully? I, the last... (laughs) Well, I played Arceus to the end. Uh, I've played Red Blue, one of them. I don't know which one. I played Gold Silver till the end. And then, yeah, Arceus. Because it's just... uh, uh, You sound just like a Pidgey. 
I'm impressed. Thank you. Is that a generation two? You just said you played Red or Blue. You I don't have know what slept a Pidgey is. since then. Wow. I know what a Pidgey is. I just don't remember if it was in... Because I, I thought Meowth was in the first game, but it's in the second, isn't it? No, Meowth is in the first one. Is it? I thought it was a generation... No, Togepi. That's Gen 2, isn't it? Yes. There you go. Uh, but no, like, can we not just have Pokemon that actually fight? Right, you need to play Pokemon Stadium. What, have we not? Yeah, that came out on the Nintendo 64. They're not moved on. Have they not actually, like, thought, oh, yeah, that looked quite no, good? No, because they can sell games clearly by the numbers and they don't have to make changes. If I want to see, like, a rock stomp or something, I want them to stand up and, like, stomp on their head. Do you want to head. see Pokemon being killed? I do. I want to see them. I want, you know, like the. You know what's it called? What what can tell me Pokemon move? Rock tackle. throw, tackle. Yeah, I want them to properly like <laughs> rugby tackle them to the ground. You know, disjointed or like yeah, pull the shoulder out and. Swizzle's right. There is a Pokemon fighting game, so you can see them fighting there. I want to see it fighting in a fucking Pokemon game because that's what they do. You battle what, them. What I would like to do is it's not eat. a fucking card game. I would like to eat the Pokemon. That's what I would mm. like to do. We Pokemon Snap should have been Pokemon. Shoot. Pokemon. What? Not Pokemon. Not that Pokemon kind of. Pokemon shoot. <laughs> Pokemon like so Pokemon like Safari. Pokemon snack. There you go. Pokemon snack. Like, yeah. you know, we've got Fido. It is literally a dog made of bread dough. What does it, what's it evolve into? Can you bake it? Will it turn into dick bread? Pokemon Call of the Wild. Is it Call of the Wild, the hunting game? There's the Jigglypuff. It's down. Yeah, we will we use wow. the blubber to uh, marinate. Does Lechonk make tasty bacon? Damn right. Does Smoliv make lovely... When you squeeze it, do you get olive oil out of it? Yes. And I think that a, um, a Lechonk, when you eat the bacon, it crackles in your mouth a bit like candy. You know, the popping candy. Oh, nice. Mm. I'd eat that in a Fido sandwich. Yeah, I'm trying to work out what... what could you turn into a nice garnish? Helios says that Lechonk is fruity as an evolution. Oh, very. <laughs> oh, well, you're good. Mm, a Bulbasaur salad, yeah. Exactly. Pokemon is food. There we go. Right. Anyway, there are two more very quick stories. Uh, one of which is just to highlight uh, uh, a lovely feature in Eurogamer, um, which oh. is all about power. the power that uh, consoles use. And um, our writers have basically put together a table that shows you the different states of like off rest mode, playing a game, streaming, um, and how much power it uses and the cost of that. So in terms of the sort of cost of living crisis at the moment, you can literally work out which of the... How much? Which of the... You can work out how much. <laughs> bloody hell. Yeah. Overwatch 2 or Cyberpunk. Bloody hell, that costs a lot. Mm. 7.54 pence. Is that per hour? Um, it's a good question. Because it says watts, but I don't know if that's kilowatt hours. A oh, one hour use. Oh, it's, it only costs eight pence to play Cyberpunk. It says it claims it costs seven point three one pence to play Overwatch Two, but the amount of microtransactions it costs way more than that. That's also true. Yeah. Um. the The main takeaway, to be honest, is things like rest mode. Um. And it depends which type of rest mode you're in. Um. And and if you're downloading anything or not. Um, genuinely, 
as much as people will keep things in rest mode to, in order to do auto downloads, you're definitely better off turning a console off. And unplug it. Otherwise, you have to, if you if your PlayStation is completely turned off and it's plugged in, it will use one pound forty nine a year. I'm not made of money. There you go. What are the comments? Um, and then lastly, um, don't read the comments. I want to Let's say just it. move on. I like reading the comments. I'm addicted. I used to do that in Mail read Online. Them later. Um, Monday was N7 Day. Speaking of Mass Effect. Um, so there's not really much new information, but Mass Effect 5 development is proceeding very well, says Bioware. Um, and they've released a new video, a very short video of what is a mass relay being created. So there might be some little tidbits of information in that. Ah. Oh. So Mass Effect fans are very happy. Well, I'll eventually get round to Mass Effect 5 when I finish, uh, Two, three, and four. You should do. What was four? Andromeda. Yes. I liked Andromeda. I finished it. I actually finished that game. Yeah. I like my kind of mediocre sci-fi games. Well, that and Death Stranding, yeah. How dare. Anyway, uh, that was it for Swapping Joysticks, the podcast. Uh, Where can we find Swapping Joysticks, Edward Nightingale? Um, on swappingjoysticks.com. Yeah, and... With all your, all the necessary links on your favourite podcasting channels. What podcast players can we use? Spotify. Apple Podcasts. Some others. Amazon Podcasts. Is that a thing? Yes. Oh, nice. Hmm. And yeah, just find out RSS feed. Go to swappingjoysticks.com on your favourite browser. On the internet. Just go to your internet, point it towards this, and then go and follow it. There you go. And where can people find you, Ben, online? They can find me at Biggest Benus. I'm not verified. I will not pay for Twitter Blue. I wonder if you... Do you know what they should do? They would make money. If they allowed you to gift Twitter Blue to somebody. No. I would gift it to you. Don't gift me that. I would gift it to you so you can keep your little verified thing. No. That's and also, sweet if you would know. And also it would make it look like you wanted to pay Elon Musk money. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I don't want that. <laughs> uh, but where can we find you, Ed underscore Knights? You can find me at Ed underscore Knights on with Twitch a K? and Twitter with an N. Oh. But there you go. So that is where you can find Ed underscore Knights. One day he will be official, I'm sure. <laughs> or verified or whatever it's called. Indeed. Um, yeah. Thanks all for watching and for listening. And we'll see you all next week. Keep swapping. Yeah.